can't please everyone all of the time. And one of the key strengths for a project manager is to be open and honest, but to be also able to say no when required. Welcome to On Point, Bearing Point's project manager podcast. In this podcast, we will pick the brains of experienced project managers to learn from their journeys and be entertained by their stories. Bearing Point delivers projects in many different sectors, such as banking and insurance, life sciences, telcos, manufacturing and public service, to name a few. So the range of projects will be very broad. I'm interested to hear what are the key lessons to be learned from their experience in delivering projects on time, within budget and with quality. I'd also love to get your feedback and suggestions, so please reach out on social media channels. We'll leave the info in the show notes, or if you'd like to find out more, check out our website www.bearingpoint.com. In this podcast, we'll be looking at dealing with pressure on a project. And on today's podcast, the guests are Greg Balf and David Doyle. Greg is a senior manager in Bearing Point and has more than 20 years experience of project management delivery. So Greg, would you like to give us a quick introduction of your experience and maybe something outside of work that drives your passion? Hi Kieran, thanks very much. Yeah, Greg Balf, I'm a senior manager in Bearing Point. I've worked at Bearing Point for over 14 years now, uh, working in the IT projects group as a project manager. Prior to that, I also worked for 10 years in another consultancy company, also project management and delivering business strategies, that type of work. What excites me outside of work, I'm heavily involved in my local GA club in Rochford Bridge. I'm the chairperson of the ladies side of the club and actively involved in coaching at all levels. Um, Hurling is really my passion and I'm also involved in coaching an under nine, under 11 boys and really enjoy uh, that time each week. Very good. So I, apologies there, I, I didn't give you enough years experience. Um, you're so youthful looking. Uh, so rather than 20 years, it's actually 25 years. That's so correct, I, yes. Okay. Um, also with us is David Doyle. Uh, David's a manager in Bearing Point and, and has over 15 years experience, I think, in delivering projects. So David, would you like to give us a quick uh, introduction to some of your experience and maybe something outside of work that drives your passion? Yeah, um, I suppose I'm with Bearing Point six or seven years now at this stage. And prior to that, I was working in South America for four years. So I was in Brazil as a project manager in a large uh, financial institution there. And then prior to that, I was working for a German financial institution in Dublin. So uh, a complete contrast of cultures. But uh, projects were definitely interesting on both. Um, I suppose to go two extremes from Germans where um, the example I used to always use was that when I was working for the German company, if you were five minutes late for a meeting, you wouldn't enter the meeting. You would be better just to refuse it and come to the next one. As in Brazil, people would routinely show up 15 minutes late with a coffee in hand and there'd be no questions asked. So that's how it was. But we got the work done in the end. They're, they're both uh, different ways about doing things, but at the end, they always deliver. So it's good. Yeah, that's amazing. So obviously different cultures, different languages as different well. languages, yeah. I picked up the language over there, obviously. Um, but I think uh, if I can learn a language, anyone can learn it. So if you give yourself a good six months immersed in it, you'll pick it up. Very good. And outside of work? Outside of work, um, I suppose I'm into running. I play a bit of golf, a uh, keen sports fan. But I suppose at the, at the moment, I have, I have a young family. I have two young kids, which kind of takes up all of my free time at the moment. But hopefully in a few years, I'll get back to those things. Very good. So the topic of today's podcast is dealing with pressure on a, on a project. And I suppose we, we all know that pressure comes at different stages. But the first question I have is, 
does the pro- every project end up with additional pressure as it nears the end? Does the pressure always ramp up at the end or can that be avoided? I would say it would. It, it, by the nature of a project, you have a set de- a deadline. So as that deadline approaches, the pressure is on to meet it. And it's, it's whether you're going to meet it comfortably. And that's that case, you can somebody's off or where you're not going to make it. And you have to look at what options you have to, to make, get the system live, I suppose, is what we're doing. Yeah, my perspective, I agree, an absolute yes, pressure does build as you near. And I think that's not just related to IT and business projects, it relates to any big endeavours out there. So just an example, out of away from uh, work, I was involved in musical societies for a long time. The show kicks off, the director's working with the actors, the musical director's working with the chorus. Everybody's working hard, but no pressure. But there comes a time where you need to bring other stakeholders in. And typically in a musical society, You've got costs, so lights, costumes, uh, backstage group, the orchestra. You have to bring them in late. Uh, and that brings pressure. And certainly in the musical society, you then start to see the prima donnas and the artistic uh, expression uh, at its best. <laughs> and, you know, for me, Kieran, that's within, you know, outside of work, within IT projects, it's no different, except, thank God, we don't have any prima donnas <laughs> and we don't have that artistic uh environment that we need to deal with. Thank God we don't need lighting to do our job. So <laughs> some people would say we're working in the dark. But yeah. So is there anything in particular that you think that drives this additional pressure, David? Is it just a desire to get it done or is it um, is there something else I suppose that drives I, that? On a project, it, success will be deemed by what is ultimately delivered and if whether you make the deadline or not. There may be external pressures pushing that deadline. Uh, it could be if you're working for a government project or kind of a, a legislative project. There's a legal deadline that the system has to be live by X date. And if it's not, there's ramifications. There's always financial implications as to where it goes live or not. And then there could be other things internally for ourselves where we'd have a project team with key members assigned to it who would be lined up to move off the project and move on to something else. So if we don't make the deadline, we have a lot of conversations to be had to see what can be done. And is there anything, any steps that can be taken to reduce that pressure at the end or, or to eliminate it? From experience, I think it's just planning. We just generally have kind of a a go live plan what's all the steps what's everything that, that needs to happen get everyone in the room if you're all agreed to who's doing what and what the tasks are and then you can look at what could go wrong and then come up with mitigation strategies and I think if you spend a few hours in advance doing that hopefully it makes it a bit smoother so should something happen you at least have a starting point to see had we thought of that and if we had what was the, the pre-planned mitigation to it yeah for me as we near go live we're bringing more and more stakeholders into the project. So just like in the musical society, we have people are going to build their environments, people are going to do a performance test, uh, people are going to deploy the code, hand over to production support. We're also asking the business to sign off on requirements, uh, training plans, etc. etc. So there's a lot more, you're bringing a lot more people in. And, you know, we can talk about IT projects being about the technology, but really this is about people. And for me, how do we how do we manage that that pressure that comes? It's about managing people. So for me, early engagement with stakeholders. So get your stakeholders preferably into a room, uh, explain your your plan, understand their issues, and as early as you can build trust with your stakeholder group, particularly any third party uh, organizations that you're dealing with that's outside of your control or your organization's control. Uh, with you know people on board with buy-in and with trust there when the pressure comes on I believe then it's the role of a project manager then to to keep everybody calm and and to work with those stakeholders 
Very good. And sometimes, as you said, David, you know, the deadline might be unmovable, you know, mm-hmm. be it legislative or for whatever reason. If it is unmovable, then either cost or quality is under threat, which usually suffers. Is it, does stuff get descoped? Or do you throw more money at it and blow the budget to get it done? It depends, I suppose, on each project is unique and it depends on the client as well. Some may be willing to throw money and in certain cases, throwing money may not always give you the desired outcome. So from experience, it's, it tends to be what can we de-scope just to make sure that we have the minimal viable product going live and then the next batch comes in as additional features. I recently had a, a large project where this was the case where we had to de-scope quite a piece. The project went live, deemed successful, will then deliver the second part of scope. However, the general public doesn't know. They weren't aware that this stuff was these scopes, so they just view it as, oh, here's additional features coming down the pipeline. And for me, Kieran, in the past, quality was probably what suffered. Um, development got delayed. Test plans got squeezed. The deadline, the, the go-live date wasn't changing. So we went live with maybe more and more defects than would have been envisioned at the past. New ways of delivering now with regards to Agile, we can concentrate on delivering the critical and must-have requirements for the business, give them early visibility. And then from there, we're still protecting quality because we're getting to test the main the main parts of the system. Any project, in my view, that's concentrating on the requirements that were there at the very start of the project is not really delivering for the business because those requirements will change over time. Very good. Um, I want to get into a bit more of the people behind the project manager, so more about your own personal experience. And I'm guessing looking back at the start of your project management career, what's the one thing that you know now that you wish you knew back then? Project management is more people management, as Greg kind of alluded to. It's uh, putting a project plan is together is relatively simple and following it. It's how you manage the people to make sure it is delivered and manage the internal conflicts and just manage, I suppose, prima donnas, but <laughs> the different characters you do have in a project team. Unless your project is a musical society. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Greg? Yeah, just for me, I think you can't please everyone all of the time. Mm-hmm. And one of the key strengths for a project manager is to be open and honest, but to be also able to say no when required. Mm-hmm. How many times over the years have we heard a late requirement coming in and a developer or a maybe even a project manager jumps in, well, that'll take us two hours. And five days later, you're still looking for it. Yeah. And it, like there's an, an unnecessary pressure that's been put onto the team. We should really consider any change, consider it properly estimated before making any promises. A couple of quick fire questions. And again, this is trying to get to get to find out who David and Greg are behind the scenes. Um, what's the best advice you've ever received? Everybody's different and just kind of just remember that and treat everyone. It's just that's how you manage projects and I think in life in general that's kind of just treat everyone as you want to be treated and just, and just but everyone's not the same so be conscious of that. I suppose from a professional piece it was again as I just said you can't please everyone. Um, maybe just more from a, a life skills perspective um, we, we've done some uh, mindfulness in bearing point over the, the recent past and one of the things that stuck with me was uh, to look for joy and delight in the small things. And I think that's something that stuck with me, you know, during those, those that class. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. And the final question then, who would be your three dream dinner guests, dead or alive, and why? Well, for me, thinking about it, Sinead O'Connor, Christy Dignan, and Brezzy. I'm sure the conversation would be good 
during the meal. But cheers, we'd have a great sing song afterwards. <laughs> and no, no Christy Ring or Henry Shefflin no, or no, any of the, the hurlers that you. No, we'll stick to the three guys and have a bit of a bit of a blast afterwards. Very good, very good. And my, I'd be more of a sports leaning. I'd probably be Alex Ferguson, uh, Tiger Woods, and Muhammad Ali. I think just from years of reading sports biographies and books, three most, most interesting people pick their brains a bit. Very good, yeah. Very interesting. Okay, so I think we have time for another one. Are project managers needed for every project? Or are some projects small enough that you'd get by with with just some developers? Relative to the size, you can get some small change requests, things of that nature, true. But any any project with, I think, six or seven moving parts and a, a team of five or six people working on it, I think you do need some sort of project management just to kind of gel the team together, get a bit of unity and make sure it it's not worked on in silos that there's a team that's bought in to deliver it and it, it goes from start to finish as planned I think maybe the question is there a project manager required but certainly there is project management required so depending on the experience of the team whether one of the team members be it a business analyst or a technical resource can take that lead management role or, or task management role within the team but I think it's required for every project whether we need skilled project managers maybe not depending on the size Okay, so it's the activities are needed, depending on the size of it then, whether you need the specialist skills. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're just about out of time now, so I'd like to thank our guests, David and Greg, and also you, our listener. Our next episode will be released soon, and we will focus on more aspects of project management. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about Bearing Point's capabilities in this area, check out our website, www.bearingpoint.com. And remember that we'd love to get your feedback. If you'd like any topic in particular to be discussed, you can reach us on email, on LinkedIn, on Twitter or X as it's now known, or even Instagram, using our handle bearingpoint underscore IE. All those links will be in the notes accompanying this podcast. Finally, thanks to the podcast studio here in D2 for all their help in recording this series. You've been listening to On Point, Bearing Point's Project Manager podcast. <laughs>